Welcome everybody to Beat the Shift Baseball. This is episode 89 for Tuesday, December 15th. I'm Alex Uwe here today with Alex Rudy, Farbode, Marcazi, Ray Estrada. How are you guys doing? Fantastic. Doing good. You sound like you're doing fantastic. Farbode always sounds really, really sarcastic, and I don't know how to feel about it. <laughs> um, I'm, I, I'm, I'm very excited to do this podcast. Um, I just, I, I, I like making feel, making Alex Uwe feel a little uneasy. Jeez, more sarcasm to start it off. We're we're on a roll. Um, <laughs> we're all here today. We're all we're all back. It's this the first time we've all been together for the some gang's time. All here. The gang's all here. And uh, we are going to be talking mostly about the minor league baseball restructuring that has been announced and, you know, not more or less finalized. There still could be things that that happen in the coming weeks and months. Uh, But for the most part, there's some big changes to minor league baseball that we'll go over in just a little bit. But let's start off with the couple other nuggets of baseball news that have happened in the last week or so. And... We revisit a topic that we, we did a whole podcast on uh, about a year ago now regarding the Cleveland Indians and their name change prospects. Uh, they have recently confirmed that they are going to be rebranding, changing their name. Uh, they have not announced a name, and they have indicated that they'll probably remain the Indians for one more year before officially changing things over. But this is something that we... we gone through at length but it but it has been a while so um like where where to start really uh i guess ray if if you could re recap some of the the best options for a new name in cleveland so um there's there's been a couple thrown out that i like uh cleveland spiders is a very good one that is a really old cleveland team um or did they turn into the indians I'm, I forget their history. We we, we gave a very very intense uh, history of the intensive history. I guess the history itself is intense. Uh, on this <laughs> podcast we did last year, maybe I'll link it. I'll link it if if people actually listen to this and have. I wasn't interest. on that one, and also I don't. I do not think it was that long ago. <laughs> Wait, you you were on? You were not on that one. I I thought you were there. No, I don't maybe not. I'm pretty sure you were there, Ray. You and I had very. Oh, yeah. uh, you and I had some very similar ideas. Um, on on what names to maybe i'm misremembering them Mm, it's possible i'm not sure though um uh well i guess cleveland baseball team is kind of out of it uh considering that they're gonna stick with indians for 2021 um it's not as immediate as the uh team formerly known as the washington racial slurs um uh the other one i really like is cleveland rocks which is bit of an older reference it's a drew carey show reference to the opening theme song but i think it's very funny very minor league which uh i love i think we we were a little bit anti that name just because we thought when you hear rocks yeah that sounds more of like a music like a nashville um but, like but i just but, think but, of but i just also, think of like boulders is the home of rock and roll hall of fame so yeah so i i, I guess i guess that would fit in well there too see even even worse than that i just think of like boulders just the, like the rocks would, I, I just want their logo yeah. to be just that a, would be amazing. a big old boulder it's not a boulder it's a rock it's a rock dude think of the marketing opportunities if your entire mascot was just the rock 
Oh yeah, if yeah, that's a that's a really good partnership engagement opportunity. Although, although there as now well. think of it, there could be, easily be a confusion with the Rockies. No, I don't think so. Nobody thinks How about the Rockies. How have the Rockies never done like Pet Rock Day? <laughs> Maybe they <laughs> have. I, I don't. I don't keep yeah. up with all their promotional events. Maybe they have. We need. We need to get all the minor league, uh, like, idea people. Just put them with every major league team and just make major league baseball fun again. Mm-hmm. Yes. The minor, league, minor leagues definitely have some of the best names out there. I think the Indians have to change their name to the Spider Carnations. That I think that's what we had settled on. No, I yeah. Wait, I I I I'm looking for, I'm looking for it now. I remember. I think the episode name was the name that we had thought was the best. I I thought I think it was the Rocker Carnations was one that we we came up with as well. I I remember liking that one, but now I now I'm really having trouble finding one. This is I thought it was about a year ago. I could have been very wrong. No, I, I, no, 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 no. This was, Discord, like, was like July. Yeah, this was during. <laughs> this like, was this uh, July. About about before season. Yeah, this was about before season. Uh, I think the reason we settled on that name was because we couldn't decide on a top number one, but we had very salt. Like we each had our number one, so we just combined the two. Um, but that's oh no. <laughs> Um, I believe looking at our podcast history, it is uh, the episode is nice, um, and I was not there. Wait, really? Oh, because yeah. because of the episode number. Ah, yes. <laughs> okay, that's why that's why we didn't end up going with that name. Um, okay, yeah, okay. I guess it was just July of this year. Why did it feel like so much longer? Because 2020 has felt like it's been four years combined in the last two months. Um, that melted my brain legitimately. I thought this was much older, a much older discussion. Um, so, all right, I was wrong. Yeah, because uh, when the, the Washington football team decided to change their name. Yeah, oh, okay. and then yeah. The, the Indians came out saying they were going to look into it. So then that's what prompted us, really. Gotcha. Um, but I, I guess uh, on that note, would, what do you th- guys think kind of got – the Indians to, to say we're going to stick around with this name for one more year and then move on from it instead of going to like what the Washington football team did with the just stripping that name going straight Washington football team getting rid of that their old merch everything and then saying we're going to give us time find something that really fits with our fan base uh, marketing logistics I guess I don't know marketing logistics and also I think um, the Redskins is a much more egregious name to get rid of, as opposed to Indians. Again, I'm not saying that Indians. They already ditched the offensive okay. logo, so yeah. I, I think I think the biggest part with with Cleveland was the logo. They ditched that, but then they still, like you know, there's there was still kind of that, like I don't want to say backlash because like backlash might not be the right word, but like people still didn't quite like the name. So just kind of a push to that, and just how they kind of marketed but... themselves and stuff. But what I'm saying is, so the Washington football team, I, I I understand like that name is is egregious. But I mean, the Indians can be still pretty egregious depending on who you talk to, um, and who like especially people in that community. So I mean, Washington football team chose to just strip that name entirely and then do their own market research for a year or however long they're going to not have a official like mascot and to find something that really resonates with their fan base to find something that really fits with their like team identity. So, I mean, I, I do understand the marketing logistics, uh, argument, but I guess when you are the 
Indians, why not just strip the name, go through them, go through that entire part process, the marketing process, because after all, the goal of this is to not have an offensive name, not to, um, not to hold on to a name until you are comfortable moving on from it. Yeah, I think, I think it's just they're not proportionally offensive, and that's just kind of the reality of it. And I, I'm sure what Washington did was kind of a logistical nightmare, but it was more dire based on the the, and the response in, in dealing with, you know, racial prejudices and things like that. They're, they're, they're not on the same level of, of uh, egregiousness. I don't, I don't know. Uh, that's that's I don't, it. I don't, I don't, I don't know if there that. needs... I, 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 I don't really get that argument because in the end of it, if something is slightly offensive, it's still pretty, like, and you are considering getting rid of it. It doesn't, I don't really see a point of how egregious is it? Because if you are comfortable holding onto it for another year, it, like, are you, so you are doing it for the optics. So I, it gets, Indian, it gets complicated. Indian is not a racial slur. Yeah, Indian, Indian is it has has a very like difficult racial history and, and how it was derived but like since that time has is is far from a from a slur i mean i mean listen it's, I it's think a totally different discussion it's Americans, a very non-baseball uh, i guess you can really label it like how offensive it really is that's what i'm trying to say the u.s but government i yeah. think our boat is completely right that in the sense that if they're if it's being deemed offensive and inappropriate and obsolete then how important is it really to you to change it if you're waiting an entire year to do so? It just makes no sense. Like, it does not take a lot of effort. Uh, they've had plenty of time to do what Washington football team did in a couple of months. There's no reason they can't just do the rest of the season using exclusively like Cleveland and the sea and having no reference to uh, the word Indian. I, it seems like it yeah. seems pretty lazy and honestly like half half ass and like. D- d- ruining the entire premise of like the point of why you're changing in the first place that's yeah that, that, that's what that's what i'm saying is like why like why are they changing it they're changing it because it has been deemed offensive but they're not changing it yet but so that's yeah kinda, that's that's kind of odd to me that that they're like nope it it's it's still going to be offensive for another year um until we do everything why not strip it now why not get rid of it now i i, I don't necessarily and... think that people think the name was defensive i think really what it had to do was the chief of wahoo logo and then that the name kind of paired into that so i think they're trying to like that's really kind but of that's it, if that's the thing. case is so, not even more reason for why they should change it as soon as possible because as long as their name is indians there's gonna be stupid fans that dress up like native american caricatures and use it as an excuse and be like oh bro it's just a team name like come on it's not racist like does so, that happen so, yeah, yeah, yeah but i mean that that's those but so then should we i mean we should obviously target the braves fans for doing the chop but then should we check, yes. try to change the name of the braves try to change you know the chicago blackhawks and hockey i mean I, I have you seen the blackhawks logo it's so egregious the only reason i think they get away for it from for it is that like most of the people that drive these conversations don't even pay attention to hockey. I think they're just fortunate. I mean, I, I think personally, yeah, there's really no reason, I think, that the Blaze Chiefs or Blackhawks name should uh, still be in place. But, you know, if it's up not up to me. It's up to the Native American community what they do. I, except it won't I, I also know that, I don't know necessarily about the Blackhawks, but I know there are several um, Native American tribes and communities are out there who are giving permission to um, several Division One level schools, teams, several professional teams to have their name on there? If 
if it's permission wise i i don't know how that could necessarily be deemed as egregious but i mean i'd we might be getting a little off topic here uh yeah we're I, we're, we're there it's okay we're yeah. there. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah but basically like i'm sure the indians have like financial incentives for why they're waiting a year because uh, they, they can sell indians jerseys for another year i, I think that's you know not so great they're like we'll do it we'll get around to it and it's kind of like okay I think it's well more so the trade-off of not being able like they can sell more indian jerseys than just cleveland baseball t- team jerseys yeah that's what I i'm think, saying yeah. like their motivations yeah. are, are whatever like they they've they, they're kind of ready to put it in the past but they're like taking their time with it it's whatever but i i do just want to say that like the term indian in today's day and age is not an offensive term broadly speaking and there, there's a lot more like in more in-depth discussion that we won't get into um because we are a baseball podcast and we're not like experts on it but um but yeah we're gonna leave it there uh and we'll, we will see a new name in cleveland very soon whether it's the rocks or the rock carnations or the spiders uh whatever it may be all right more baseball news we're back we made it back. Uh, we're we're gonna talk about the Mets again because the Mets like making news, and I can I can respect that. Uh, they signed their catcher for the next four years, uh, presumably, and that's James McCann. He is pretty far and away the second best available catcher on the market. Of course, J T. Romuto is still out there, uh, but the Mets got him for four years, forty million. Pretty pretty reasonable average annual uh, value on that contract, if you ask me for a really, really poor league-wide position. Uh, what did you guys think of that when you first uh, saw it? Uh, Rudy, I'll start with start by asking you. I mean, I think what you said is true, and I don't want to like just zag for sake of zagging, but I, I do think it's like a lot. It is a pretty big commitment in terms of years to like, a guy that his sample size of actually being good is pretty small he basically had one like he basically had one season's worth if you combine 2020 2019 of like above average performance and before that he was a pretty poor offensive catcher even for that position and i think from what i understand his pitch framing has improved a lot recently but and someone maybe like ray who knows more about catching can tell me if that was something that's subject to regression but I think, you know, it's fine. There's nothing inherently wrong with it, and I agree with you. It's such a weak position, but it's, like, the, the and it'll be interesting to see, like, what the Mets do on top of this. You know, it sounds like George Springer and a bunch of other guys are, and they've signed a few relievers, um, I believe. So it's part of the bigger picture, so it's hard to analyze in a pure vacuum, but I, I feel like it's not, it's not exactly the splash from this new Mets ownership that I think I, I think they were touted to do right off right right, right out the gate. So oh, it's certainly an appetizer. It's a little, a little uh, yeah. appetizer. I think the signing uh, ends up be- being good if they do go out and get one of George Springer, like Trevor Bauer. Um, I think uh, it, it. I don't think it's a bad signing. I I, I think while there has been small sample size, James McCann has improved over the last few years he's specific like specifically defensively too has improved has been become a better offensive catcher too um and in the grand scheme of things when you're talking about um how high how much catchers are getting paid 10 10 million a year isn't that much i think 
like Rudy said, it is more so like the year commitment that they're giving him. But at the same time, I don't think the signing is egregious. I know some Mets fans are saying there's no point to have done this and not gone all out for like a JT Romuto if you're not going to go out and get like a George Springer or a Trevor Bauer. Yeah, that's that's basically the point is they've they've announced to the world that they're getting George Springer or Trevor Bauer uh, more than anything else. Um, yeah, right. Like just just as from a catcher perspective, like we we talk about the production a lot, but catcher is widely regarded as one of the most important positions beyond that, just based on pitcher relationships and things like that. And James McCann, at least since being in Chicago, has been a bigger part of that. Like at at the very least, working with like Lucas Giolito and and yeah. developing as a as a leader behind the plate. Um, like, do you think there's, point there's of more there for me? I don't think this deal is necessarily gonna come back and haunt the Mets just because it's it's cheap enough that if he doesn't work out in those four years, I think you can easily package him somewhere if you do want to get rid of him, and he's not that expensive. Um. My concern is just the fact that he was, you know, he was a really good player for the White Sox in 2019, and then they decided to upgrade with Yasmani Grandal and essentially platoon them last year. So they had a, a chance to, you know, commit to James McCann long term, and they decided not to do that. So, uh, I, you know, if you get Springer and or Bauer out of this, then I think it's worth it. But I mean, I don't. JT Realmuto's not just one of the best catchers available. He is the best catcher available. He's, you know, arguably one of the best hitters available in this free agency pool. So um, I I don't know why they settled so quickly. Uh, maybe they have indications that Real Muto wants to go somewhere else, wants a lot more money. But um, this is certainly curious. Again, it's cheap enough that I don't think it's going to haunt them too much. But I... I'm not too excited about this uh, move. Yeah, it, it's a lot of signaling. It's almost a PR move from the baseball ops department, if that makes sense. Like they're showing we we are not going to to take any significant um, disadvantages anywhere when when a good option is available, and we will spend the money for that. But we have signaled that we are in fact going to use um, our our resources on a on a marquee player. Uh, versus, or a marquee, uh, either position player or um, pitcher, but not with JT Realmuto, who is arguably a notch below a marquee player, even even at this point. Um, okay, let's let's move on. Let's talk about minor league baseball. I I, t- I said we would at the beginning. Uh, let's just get right into it. And the the too long don't read is they've downsized a significant amount, and a lot of control has even more control has shifted from minor league baseball, which is a separate entity to major league baseball. Um, and we can talk about the, the implications or whether or not it's a good or bad thing. I, I don't think it's fair to decide one way or the other at this point, because it's so early on and a lot can change, like I had mentioned. Um, but they have uh, announced that for the 2021 season, at least there will be, 120 teams now uh, of affiliated minor league baseball down from 160 teams. So pretty significant downsizing, but there will still be four levels of minor league baseball for each team. So, you know, it's still still a lot of minor league players. 
uh, fewer, yes, but uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see how, how things change in the future. Um, so, yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't know exactly what the, the best starting point is here, really. We, we, can, we can start with just... Oh, I have one. Okay, go, go ahead and I think bring you up said this want. isn't inherently good or bad. We don't have enough information to decide that yet. But, I mean, you know, not to be so inflammatory, but I think we already have more than enough information personally. And we did for almost a year now to know that this is bad if, like, you love baseball. I mean, they're eliminating, you know, dozens of teams, um, putting the rest in a much more precarious financial position than they were before, and essentially taking any independent authority and power away from minor league baseball permanently and really turning it from what it was before, which was, like, truly its own unique institution that served – uh, smaller communities in a really intimate way, and like ha part, and then in addition, part of that part of their role is also service development uh, uh, organization for major leagues, and the, and and set and but they they really were community interested first, is how I always saw it, and now it's kind of flipping those um, priorities and making basically the MLB forcing them into a new position where having them serve as the exact pipeline they want comes before anything else, including like their just ability to exist. And I mean, I mean, I think there's a few good things about this spread out for sure, which is maybe just a more coherent organization mm -hmm. and some teams um, getting promoted to official status that deserved it, that toiled for years and demonstrated their ability. Like the St. Paul Saints is like a, very a historic and successful independent club that's becoming a triple a team like i'm all for that but you also have like a team in fresno which is like would be bigger than several mlb teams markets that is going to go down to single a as well as just you know entire regions like appalachia that are losing basically their affiliated baseball i, I just feel like it's there's more bad than good to me that's my that's my ted talk thank you yeah i i I think that is a good place to start is just what does this mean really like is this is this going to be a problem and you could just right off the bat say well MLB has proven to handle a lot of things very incompetently in the past year or in the past however many years and it does not speak confidence that they have more influence over what happens to minor league baseball and if you if you want the ar argument in there fine but I think you mentioned one thing is just more more of a cohesive organization might might be good in the long run um and and depending on your viewpoint i know less baseball typically means less people have access to baseball and less and less uh small community engagement but depending on how it's handled that doesn't necessarily mean less exposure to the sport in general and potentially can can operate with more with more like with more freedom when they're in direct association with major league baseball because in minor league baseball it was very unique operating as its own entity um but now that organization just based on how mlb has, has gone about their their tactics over the last couple of years has broken down and essentially individual teams um individual uh minor league franchises are making decisions um regarding their their affiliation with major league baseball um so 
I, I don't really see a path to minor league baseball as a a group really making a surge in in a comeback that that might be in the past um i could be i could be wrong about that um maybe maybe if things are disastrous enough that that could become a possibility again that there's just so much uh disconnect just between the minor league franchise and franchises that that exist right now um i'll, I'll ask you next ray just about some of you know ray uh, rudy mentioned some of like the biggest shakeups in um, in teams that have either moved up the ladder in terms of uh, level of professional ball or uh, moved down the ladder significantly. Was there any big standouts to you? And, and I guess, like, how does that make you view this whole, um, this whole uh, situation as it plays out? Um, I think the big standout to me is Fresno, which I guess they're having a couple uh couple issues like agreeing i think they're supposed to be the rocky single a and that's a massive you know it's been a triple a sort of you know stalwart for years now and all of a sudden they're going to be a high a it's still high quality baseball but i my my whole opinion on the thing is that this really only serves major league baseball yes it does kind of streamline the systems makes it a little more uh coherent as you said but i mean they're repurposing some of the teams that they're axing for minor league baseball but this is not going to improve the conditions that major league baseball has fought to keep bad for minor league players they do not want them to get overtime um and they've literally literally lobbied congress for this they're not going to consolidating teams is not going to uh make mlb care for the players anymore they only care for uh their their teams and owners um making it simple for them but also you know they don't have they're not gonna make the players any better uh Mm -hmm. in terms of their living conditions so it's it's just it nothing's gonna change so yeah i i agree it will i i don't see this making life for the players or the teams better in any way it wasn't great before this um as you may know that minor league baseball players are like criminally underpaid and, and it's lobbied for that they don't have to be paid as like even the lowest threshold of what the government sees as an employee um, making minimum wage or anything like that. Um, they have different exemptions. So yeah, I think that might be an entirely separate but important issue altogether. And if anything, um, Major League Baseball having more control um, might not be good. But to be fair, they already there was nothing minor league baseball as an organization could have really done to uh to re- to amend that that issue themselves so I, I i i it sounds bad but i saw it as kind of a a separate issue altogether um not not even um thinking about the restructuring in that case um and then yeah farbode yeah. i i i, I actually don't have like a specific uh, question for you just just go just respond to anything um, that was said yeah i i don't really have much else to add to what has already been said i think our listeners can probably get the gist of what i was i'll say what what i was going to say um from what everyone else has said i'm just happy for my uh, eugene emeralds for moving from the northwest short season league to high a ball but the giants Mm um the great for them alan benavides their general manager great guy uh 
and great for the city of Eugene. Pretty happy about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and then I, I guess to to wrap up the the news and informative part of this discussion is that uh, they they did announce an MLB draft league that will be starting um, in conjuncture with this whole thing, like an MLB run draft league that will run from like June July onward uh, from from when the, the MLB draft happens um, specifically for these players, which I guess is essentially replacing rookie ball, right? Yeah, rookie ball uh, honestly was a very confusing um, institution as well. So I guess they're just kind of re restructuring how that how that all works. Um, I I really don't know beyond that, but they they did announce that they they are not just leaving um, all these these players um, at least in from the draft pool side of things um, out to you know out of luck or and you know out to dry. Um, it seems the direction in in general is that they they want fewer minor league organizations they they feel the talent pool is a bit too large at that at that very broad level so yeah that's that's one other note that was pretty significant and then when i talked about how things might change moving forward minor league baseball or you know certain teams might might form um, certain types of like coalitions or, or file lawsuits that that would go against the MLB, um, and that that remains to be seen exactly how much organization or there there could be there traction that could be gained there. But uh, pretty much all these teams would still have to agree um, to a like professional development license that MLB is requiring of all minor league owners, and that essentially means that they're agreeing to be MLB's partner. Um, and if they decide to go the route of filing lawsuits against Major League Baseball, um, they would they would have those uh, they would not have access to those that that right, that license. So um, that part might get fleshed out more. I, I don't know enough about it to have an in-depth discussion about it. Uh, but I, I thought that was a detail that was worth mentioning there. Um, yeah, was there is there anything else big that I missed that you really feel needs to be needs to be said here? All right, the, uh, the crickets of approval. I'll take it. Um, okay, so I think that's <laughs> that's pretty much it for what we had to talk about today uh, on our agenda. So I think we will end the show now. Uh, thank you, everybody, for joining us today. If you did enjoy it, make sure to rate and comment and subscribe to our podcast. And uh, let us know that you're listening on on social media, at BeatTheShiftBP, Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. Connect with us there. Um, we we want to hear from you. And our website, BeatTheShiftBaseball.com. It's where all our podcast articles, anything else, will be there. And, yeah, of course, it is nearing the end of the year. And with the new year always comes new excitement and new ideas that we will hopefully be able to bring you uh, as we really gear up for the off season that has been so, so delayed to this point. And gearing up for an off season that's already happening, gearing up for an off season that's basically been delayed. I mean, James McCann signed, hey, but really everybody else is still there. Uh, Normally stuff's happening by now. It's the middle of December. So more to come. There, there will be a lot of 
new things in the new year as uh as covid changes and and all of us um all of our situations change so um yeah we appreciate you listening and sticking with us and we hope you have a happy holidays and that you're staying safe during them all right that is it for today Uh, thank you everybody one last time as always farbode subscribe to trevor bauer no dang it impeach rob manfred